I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Call me trouble, man. Stayed in some trouble, man. Some niggas still hating on shorty, so they some suckers, man. Got a couple fans that love to do nothing other than lick, suck, show no respect, but I still love them, man. Dig it, little pimpin'. Got the mind and the muscle. Stayed down on this grind. Put the crown on the hustle. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. We're back in the house Saturday morning. First day of the week for us. Yes, it is. Feedback time, y'all. And uh actually start of a long day for us. Got a lot of recording to do today. Yes, we do. But uh we cannot do it first without giving everybody props that uh, you know, hooked up the show, the blackout tips, you know, went to the dot com, clicked on the donate button, helped us out, you know, helped us help you to bring yes. more content. And for those of you out there, it's no amount too large or too small. Mm-hmm. We don't care if you give us your vending machine money, we will take it and spend it wisely. Yeah. So uh yeah, we got uh donations uh to talk about. People can subscribe to the podcast and the page by just putting their email address in under the subscribe uh, section of the of the site. Mm-hmm. You can check the about information for all the contact info for the show. Uh, you can also leave comments on the polls, vote in the polls, leave comments on individual episodes. Um, and uh, there's a form on the site, and the top thread is about nominating people for the tippies. So just keep that in mind because we're not using your comments to nominate things for the tippies. No. It's the stuff on the site, uh, mm-hmm. on the forum. So make sure you guys do that. Um, and you can use, like, Twitter, anything, a lot of Facebook, I believe, even to yep, log into log the in. forums. You can. Um, so let's talk about the people that gave us money because those are the most important people to me. Yes, um, they are. Louis E. Jr., the bird man, um, he hit us up with... Uh, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so with a one man. time with a one time donation, and he says, "Rod and Karen, uh, thank you for all your work." Here's a tip on my recurring donation. Since you two are more doing Moreno, uh, here's more. You your folks from Detroit, so thank, thank you very you, much, sweetie. Be safe in Detroit. Be safe mm-hmm. out there, Birdman. Birdman, uh, Michelle W. Uh, she hit us with the recurring donation. Um, everybody that messes with the blackout tips on Facebook probably already knows her because she likes all our statuses. She's always like the first one to like it. Cool. Like Shirley Wong is the first to retweet us, and Michelle W is the first one to like anything we post on <laughs> Facebook. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of Shirley, uh, she donated a recurring donation. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shirley Wong Esquire. Esquire. I'm about to say. Please say the Esquire. You better. Okay. Um, uh, Peyton M hit the one time donation. He left a message. He said, love the show. Y'all keep doing what you do. We will keep doing. What Thank we do. you, sweetie. Acclaimed author M.A. Gray, um, of the Scotland Yard, uh, prostitute series. Um, wrote, <laughs> Ooh, I'm looking forward to that series. I want to see who Dick Shawanda sucks next. Uh, he, 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 he hit us with a recurring donation. Uh, Tabitha M. She hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you very much, Tabitha. Thank you. Uh, Alicia Cristiani. She hit us with a recurring donation all the way from Italy. I know. Uh, Jay Rich hit us with the recurring donation. Uh, of course, we all know Jay Rich um, can uh, dunk uh, very well. And, um, yes, he can. I still think he needs to you know, get back into the NBA. Uh, April T. She hit us with the uh, recurring donation. Thank you very much, April. One-time donation from Delfrano. Who says for the insane last from the comments of the track I emailed you last week at Delfrano? 
Oh, talking about that bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the track that literally was rape culture. Like, it was no interpretation. Butts, yeah. You, could, you couldn't skirt around that if you wanted to. Yeah, it's like what the Steuben dudes have in their iPod, you know? Uh, Steubenville dudes having their iPod. Um, recurring donation <laughs> from uh, Damian Jackson. Ooh, I, I am for real. real. Uh, Profess LCH. She just says, simply, Profess LCH, here to donate. So thank you very much. One time donation. Thank you, sweetie. Christopher D. Um, he hit us with the one time, uh, no, recurring donation. My bad, Chris. All the way out of uh, Hawaii. Thank you very much, bro. Thank uh, you, sweetie. Aloy Kalika Mahu. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what that means. Uh, summer child on the tippy towel. Uh, I think that second part you made up. What? Um, I know my Hawaiian. That first part I think was legit. That second part I don't think was legit. Mm, well, sign my pity on the running kind. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Chris. Uh, Byron A. He hit us with the recurring donation, man. And uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys that uh, hit us with the donations. We really do appreciate it. Uh, sincerely, it's all we got right now. So um, let's get into um, some other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. We have uh, comments on the site. We had no reviews this week. No reviews? No reviews, Karen. What I'm is shocked. going on, people? I know. It's like, do you love us or are you just fucking with us? You know what I mean? I feel like... Uh, I'm, all y'all out there that listen to the... the, the the hundreds and thousands of people that listen to us and we didn't get one yeah not one new review throughout the entire week um i mean nobody hit us up and let us know if it was in another country Country. or anything like that but uh no nobody um no nobody did it man so wow y'all need to get on it make up for next week y'all yeah there's a lot of people who still haven't done it yet get on it y'all say y'all love us but if y'all loved us Love should have brought your ass to iTunes and left us a review last I night. I know it should have. Mm-hmm. That's right. Love is not a disease that you catch and tired of men talking like that. I'm sorry. I've been watching. <laughs> been watching Boomerang. Um, all right. So we did have some comments on the the page. We had some voicemails and we had some emails. Um, I guess uh, you want to do the commentary on the poll and the page and stuff first? Yes. All right. We got a lot of comments this week. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comments, no iTunes reviews. I see you. Um, the first poll was uh, 462, uh, Politically Correct Dark-Skinned Women. That episode was our feedback show from last week. We got mm-hmm. a letter from Howard, uh, a Black City in Power, the 7th Smith, and uh, we couldn't understand it. It was his second time writing us, and we didn't understand what he was talking about. Um, so we actually made that the poll for the show. Uh, did you understand Howard's letter? Yes or no? Uh, no. What was he talking about? Or yes, it made sense. Yes, okay. it made sense. Sense. Yes, it made sense. Seven point six nine percent of the vote. Wow. Somebody understood him. I'm glad y'all did. Explain it to the rest of us, please. Right. And uh, actually, if you understood that, you probably don't. You probably also think Lauren Hill's last song made sense. So, oh, I hope you don't. I don't need. Uh, I don't need y'all to write us no more. Um, and ninety three percent of people said uh, no. What was he talking about? There was one comment. It was uh, from a man mudslinger, and you know how he uh, loves how he do. to <laughs> loves to leave good comments that you know just help everybody and everybody can understand at the end. Um, but uh, actually, what's wrong with my comments? Real quick. Oh, uh, give me one second. Let's uh, turn the poll. There we go. Um, 
yeah he says rod i understand howard his black political correctness and terrible email editing skills are a perfect storm for the black guy who tips oh lord but seriously the email actually makes sense when you read every third sentence this is an old this is an old underground railroad negro slave code oh i believe it was the first it was first implemented by frederick Douglass during his tenure as an assistant vampire slayer for abraham lincoln so don't worry about it, Rod. You're a hero and a means to an incoherent end, like the radio host from the movie The Warriors, Black Incandescent Power. Thank okay. you, sir. Thank you very much. That wasn't too ratchet. No, that was actually pretty good. You didn't say anything that bad was, about Obama. That was reasonable. What's wrong, sir? Yeah, he might be coming down with something. Yeah, uh, get sick. I get yourself that. checked out, Muslinger. Uh Normally you are uh, trolling way harder than that, and uh, that seemed like kind of nice. Uh, next episode was 463 Cry Treatum where we had Victor Varnado on mm-hmm. and, uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff, man. Um, white people loving trees and, yeah, uh, they love them. Floyd Mayweather, Dominican hypocrisy, a bunch of stuff. Um, the comments for the show, Nick Jew says, I know someone who met a white chick on blackpeoplemeet.com because I made a joke about that. That uh, Victor being an albino should join blackpeoplemeet.com and show up. Yeah, and, and especially if you white and you like black people and you know all the black people going to be there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Apparently, that's the thing. I think all of, all a white woman has to do to meet a black man is walk outside. Oh, poor Nick Jew. <laughs> all, the, all the women getting all the men. Um, I think Nick Jew be looking at women like competition. Like, mm-hmm. So what you do to get a man? What's the secret? I smack your ass up. I know you cheating. It's no secret, nigga. Mm-hmm. It's no secret. I have been white at the blackpeoplemeet.com. Ban this woman. Can you report people for spamming on blackpeoplemeet.com? I feel like you, you should. Can. I feel like if a white person's on blackpeoplemeet.com, you should be able to report them uh, as like some type of spam or some shit. Like, like you ain't black. Yeah, like you cheating. This is already. We came here because it's hard enough. Okay. <laughs> Don't, don't be like, on. y'all got everything else. Leave it. This to us. Yeah. Bubba Gray says, this show is great, man, but I see I need to get my movie game watching up. LOL. Cause sometimes I be lost, but I really enjoy what y'all are doing. Keep on grinding and shining. You dig. Victor was good. Also, KY love. Oh yeah. My Syracuse orange is coming to the ACC. I can't wait. LOL. All right. Bubba Gray. We feel you on that, bro. Um, the poll for the show was, do you think Tyler Creator's commercial was racist? Yes, no, or I didn't see it. Um, and this is an interesting poll. Uh, yes, got 8% of the vote. So most people think it's not racist or didn't see it. 45% of the vote went to no. So I would actually, and then 47% of people didn't see it. So that's basically like half the people didn't even see it. So So of our audience that saw this, about 90% of people said, yeah, I, uh, we don't think it was racist. The people that saw it, mm-hmm. um, which is, or, or well, like more like 80 something, but still like, it's, it's interesting that, uh, the people who saw it don't feel like it was racist. Um, except for a small percentage of them. Um, yeah. And the people that didn't see it, I can understand because of the time frame it come on and you know, you have to be a fan of Cartoon Network. Right. So for the average person, they did not see it. Yeah. You almost would have to go looking for it. And I bet yep. you of the people who even say, yes, they think it's racist. I bet you most of them didn't ha- even see it in context. Like they nope. probably saw it virally on or, the internet or something, yep. but not during the actual, actual show. show. Yeah. They probably had to go literally look for it. it was, it's not yeah. like, you know, me and you, 
I, I guess I don't pay commercial no attention. So I think, you know, and I think I did see like this, that series because like I said, we watched the, we watched that show. So for us, it's like, okay, this is just a normal thing that they do. Yeah. And plus also a lot of people probably aren't even familiar with Lord of Squad. Oh no. You know, like that's what was funny listening to so many people that don't even know anything about Lord of Squad try to break down. Yeah. Or about Tyler the Creator yeah. talking stuff. And, and especially when they talk about he's a, th- I was like, do you not know he's highly intelligent? Mm-hmm. He, you know what I'm saying? It's like, he did, he's not a thug. He didn't come from the ghetto. Yeah. It's like, everything you're saying is false. It's like, I have to immediately dismiss your statement because you're not talking from a place of fact. Right. Um, or you're just ignorant. You just don't know. And then you're speculating. And, you, and then you won't take the time to go find out. You're just spewing yeah. shit at your mouth. Uh, we had some comments. Muslinger said, yo, fuck that little nigga. I watched all of the commercials in succession. And as a whole, they look racist. It looks like the goat slash black man. A black man named Felicia. Hmm. Okay. So you see people bringing their own, their own misperceptions into this shit. Yes, it's they funny. Are. Uh, gets drunk off Mountain Dew and beats and rapes a waitress. Where's, where, where the rape come in? While black people just watch and laugh, but he's just young and weird. So I blame PepsiCo for releasing the commercial. The funny thing is that the commercials are like a metaphor for this entire debacle. A nigga chilling at the restaurant eating good. Then some white people damn near forcing to take on something he doesn't want. Uh, his actions harm the people around him, but the crowd just sits and watches. And then they want to incriminate a nigga for giving them what they wanted. That little nigga is a genius. Oh, yeah, glad you back, Mudslinger. Yeah. I thought something was wrong with the but, first comment, yeah, he's back but to, he's back to sounding like yeah, Howard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You back in the house? Yeah. Uh, that's why he can understand that email. Yeah. That's why mm-hmm. stuff like that. Derek says not racist, but just plain bad. And who the hell is Tyler the Creator? I guess I'm just too old to know. LOL. Hashtag no longer hip. So yeah, a lot of people did, did like I say, don't know who yeah, the hell it, they are. Right. Right. You just don't know, and then. Uh, I can understand why they wouldn't think it's funny, but it's kind of along the themes of the show. Like, and, and it is. They do a lot of short, silly, like 10 to 15 second clips of shit that it hits you or it doesn't, but, you know, it's over with soon. Yeah, and I think uh, for me, uh, I don't listen to, like, the group, but I like the show. Yeah. Evo says, hell no, those commercials are not racist. People didn't think they were until someone came and brought their perception with that last commercial. Not all three, just the last one was racist. It's a fucking goat named Felicia, so let's get rid of the it was a black man bullshit. Ain't that the truth? And as for raping the white waitress, get the fuck out of here with that mud slinger, you bitch ass nigga. Oh, wait, I added that part. <laughs> Tyler came to Pepsi with the idea of the goat and Mountain Dew, not the other way around. But hey, the sheeple will continue to believe whatever the masses of sheeple people, uh, sheeple tell them since they are too lazy to research. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. agree. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, the next episode was Equifux. Uh, we had nine comments on this episode. <laughs> People had a lot to say, didn't they? Well, this is the episode we had Dark Hater on. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Mr. Gates on. My my bad, y'all. Uh, Mr. Gates of the Hater Roger Radio Show on, and uh, he was uh, hanging out with us. And uh, Karen, who apparently knows nothing about porn. <laughs> nothing at all. Listed 57 different things that she would like to see as a... Uh, uh, like warnings on the front of porn that uh stop people hell so, yeah because once you see it you can't unsee it people you can't unsee it so let me go down the list of uh comments here the porn content warnings is a nice idea however though whose responsibility would it be to ensure the accuracy of these warnings left in the hands of the usual uploaders you'll have them tagging every kind of genre to get hits for a particular video 
I'll submit this question to the two of you. Would you pay for a porn site that will vet those videos with 100% content warning accuracy? I've got the skill set to make that happen. I can call the site Pornosaur for the discerning porn connoisseur. that's a good idea man try it out and see just make sure i get my 10 percent. lionel says coming up with stuff like the porn ratings is definitely gonna get you a 2013 tippy and solidify your 10 star status as a superior cast member of the black guy who tips but you know goddamn well you ain't no porn novice this list is expert level material (laughs) that's all i'm saying lionel why was you lying karen I don't I, I don't go as far down the rabbit hole but you, but I'm pretty far down there though. Tony in South Carolina says, All bullshit aside, go ahead and give Karen her tippy award for that la- that list of warnings. Hilarious. I don't know what category, but make a category up if you have to. Oh Lord. I like how Rod was like, nah, fuck the show, keep them coming. I bet after the show was done, Karen just dropped the mic and backed out the room while Rod gave her a slow cap clap and one single tear came down his face. <laughs> you had to be proud, bro. If Karen was on the sports team, I'd buy her a jersey and rock that shit after the performance. Bravo, sister. Bravo. Woohoo! Thank you. PhD says, Karen's coming for them tippies, y'all. She ain't playing. Almost fell out my chair listening at work. Laugh my ass off. Glad you enjoyed. 44 Heat says, every throw, love every minute of it. Extra throw, love every minute of it. Funny as hell, and I totally agree with the porn warnings. Erica writes in, Karen is so awesome that content wanna have me in tears. Do we give her the tippy now or nah? <laughs> Bubba Gray says, Karen was a beast on this episode. I never laughed so hard in my life. I love it when she goes on her rants priceless. Rod, you always come with the comedy, man. I'm a fan. I want to contribute in some other way than just listening, LOL. I may have to see if I can come up with some dollars so I can continue to hear this type of comedy. Keep on pushing. Thank you, sweetie. Devin says, Karen, Karen, Karen. These porn warners were brilliant. I thought I was the only one that did not want to see the ball shot or the 45-minute interview about nothing. Mm -hmm. You guys are the truth on these podcasting streets. And uh, HC says, man, I regret to announce that I resigned as the head of the Get Rider Tippy Committee. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Because I don't see it happening this year. I fear Rod's going to be reduced to begging the voters to give him an award the way Carl Malone had to beg for the MVP over Jordan. Oh, Karen has tasted the tippy luxury of life, and she's not going back. Nope. <laughs> so everybody's counting me out already. Uh, the poll for the show was, would you pay for access to people's sexual partner history? Equifax, the idea that I proposed. Um, the answers were, yes, I want to know, or no, I'd rather not know. 73% of people said they do not want to know. Me either. But that means 27% of people will be paying customers of Equifax. Okay? Because I only need the people that, that are insecure that want to know. I don't need the people that don't want to know. I don't uh, want to know. And 27% of people is a lot of money. So, uh, you know, if I can get 27% of people listening to our podcast, we'd be rich already. Um, we had comments. Uh clout 2k says yes stds are bad and not always preventable through use of a condom getting to know your partner is helpful but if you think that person is a liar don't hesitate to get a background check keep in mind if your partner has gotten a booty bankruptcy then the background check may be ah! now that you now you know and no one's had to battle gi joe 
j4 says i operate under a don't ask don't tell policy all i care about is collateral damage stds and kids i don't need to know how many niggas hit before me i'm trying to be the best out of all of them at least in my mind yep malcolm l says i just envisioned someone viewing all of the dice that i've rolled not a good look also what would be the point unless you were not protecting yourself sexually save your money for someone you can trust that their sexual history is as they say like a prostitute <laughs> um P- paul andre joseph says no for if i if a woman can make my toes curl i do not need to know her origin story she will be my wonder woman saving me from mws morning wood syndrome hey, that's true sweetie muslinger says anybody who votes no is either embarrassed by their history or intimidated by their partner's history why would you not want to know what dingy ass nigga was up in your woman before you committed to going raw dog on her or it could be your lack of confidence in your own stroke game. Broke and broken niggas love to avoid the past because it allows them to avoid the acknowledgement of bad choices and bad investments. So, mm-hmm. is <laughs> all over it this week. Ain't he, though? He own it. Uh, we also had episode 465, Uncle Charles. And uh, this is where we were joined by Patrice, Nichelle, Stevens, and Justin to discuss uh, Dim Thrones, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, the the introduction of the first Uncle Charles video. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about the comments on the show first. Tony in South Carolina says, yo, thanks for the great episode. I was leery of the new format, but damn, the stuff you and Karen are putting out now is even better. Dim Thrones trending, design some t-shirts and sell them with Dim Thrones on it bruh you need to get that you need to get paid since you originated it well actually the firestarter crew originated them thrones um on uh that show uh the com podcast man you guys should all be listening to it mm-hmm. and they were the first people i ever heard call it them thrones and uh i just was using the hashtag on twitter and um we started talking about it every week so you know we just started using the same phrasing um somebody needs to do a medieval show with an all-black cast no Tyler Perry, not you, bro. I always hey, been a fan cute. of. I always been a fan of all of the shit, but Thrones is like the wire on horses with swords and torture scenes. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about to look on um, Adam and Eve for some costumes for my girl to wear when she calls me my lord when I'm putting in that work. Oh, they got them out there. Believe you me, they do. On um, the dude who rescued the girls in the Cleveland, Ohio case, you remember the homeless guy with the voice? Who was all over the news and got all over the got all that voiceover work after he was quote unquote discovered? Somebody needs to give him and give Uncle a shot at being a newscaster. Live on live on ten with Charles, our man on the street. Oh Lord, nigga, they was shooting and I was ducking. Back to you, bitches in studio. <laughs> That's exactly how that shit would go. Nah, he don't say nigga on the air. Come on, man. Uncle Charles is much more professional than that. Uh, no, he he that, that, he, that, that, he that, didn't that, curse at all on the air. No, that that would be the 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 uh, uh, off camera version with like him and the cameraman. But when he when the camera's on, it'd be a whole other story. Yeah, I don't know if people notice, but he cursed in the nine one one call, but not on the air either one of his videos. Oh no, because uh, he's a fucking professional. The shit was funny enough when you played the entire interview with him on the scene with the reporter. But he was, but when he uncensored himself on the nine one one call, that shit was golden. I was rolling. Yeah, I could tear the code switching. Uh, which is one of the things I respected. Like that code switching is is dope. Everybody does it. Yes, they do. Last thing, when the when Thrones end, y'all need to do a re up series where you watch it and discuss each episode, talking about shit y'all missed the first time. I'm gonna hate when this season ends. Tony in South Carolina. 
uh that's a lot of work we'll see <laughs> yeah, uh yeah we have to see about that if, if we go all the way back to the beginning that would actually be in premium content like if we was yeah. to restart and like literally go back through them thrones yeah that's yeah. that's a lot of work uh sheila says hey rod and karen this is the funniest episode ever with regards to uncle charles i found you guys through your review of red tails on youtube oh shit we we never reviewed Red Tails on on YouTube. I guess we might have one. No, no, there's no mic to it. Oh, you, oh okay. Did you post a re- review of Red Tails on YouTube you didn't tell me about? No, not unless it was spoiled reviews. We never reviewed Red Tails on spoiled reviews either. Oh, shit, we did. And did Chris and Kevin them do it? I have no idea where she found us, but thank you, Sheila. But thank you, sweetie. Other, there's some other black guy who tips somewhere that just cannot uh, get... Um, that just just did not get to click on their site and i'm sorry for you guys but, but, we, we, but we got we got sheila now Thank niggas sheila. <laughs> yeah oh sheila um and subsequently listen to every movie review and now i'm going through all your podcasts i love your dim thrones recaps keep up the good work yeah she found us some sport movie reviews yeah. must have been right mm-hmm. but we weren't on that show no like i said it must have been something with chris or kev or one of them phenom did one mm-hmm. and then she found us through that clout 2k says good show as always and it was definitely cool that justin and Michelle jumped on my favorite part of them thrones recap was the gendry gendry scene breakdown you can see the relief on that dude's face when she pumps him up he stopped struggling to everything. I realized that that facial expression from when she had standing staring into that uh, fire with the tears in in his eyes. The fire witch and Daenerys are apparently walking simp factories. A man walks in, but a simp walks out. Uncle Charles is an international hero. No wonder Wishbone misses him. He's just a great guy all around. <laughs> My theory about Rush Limbaugh is that whenever any news comes through, he just pulls out a dartboard with all the typical shitbag talking points. He just let the darts fly on this story. Oh, yeah. Wherever they hit the hip. Nick Juice says he called Anderson Cooper bro. I almost peed. <laughs> he did. Uh, Blacktimus Prime says this has easily become my favorite part of the week is the Dem Thrones recap show. Though I have had a question that has been burning me that I hope to get some insight from you guys. I thought Marjorie was trying to teach Joffrey some compassion, but obviously we saw in the last episode that he was still crazy. Why the hell did he kill that skank who has been around since the beginning of the show with the crossbow? What was up with that ending? It was so cryptic with Littlefinger talking about those vague scenes onto all those vague scenes onto what is going to happen in the future. Anywho, we need more of the Khaleesi and the passion of the Theon has turned into a comedy segment for you, for me. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, um, okay, I'll try to answer some of the questions. Um, I didn't think Marjorie was trying to teach Joffrey compassion, but she's trying to um, get him to marry her. You know what I mean? So she's just manipulating him into, you know, being confident and liking him and and that kind of stuff i didn't like she remember when he first showed her the crossbow uh he got hype about the idea of having someone else to kill people and shit with like you know you like his sort of thing was like oh so you like this crossbow so you think you could kill somebody um i don't think joffrey has ever changed ever since those two prostitutes he had uh that his uncle brought him and then he you like made them made one of them torture the other one so like uh i just don't see him as ever being right and uh the ending was exactly what Littlefinger was saying, man. Like 
he wants to bring about chaos so that he can move up the ladder of power because he's not from a royal family or anything like that so he'll never be king but he still has um like very ambitious uh goals uh to 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 be a king to own uh to own to have a station of power and that's everything he's done this season has been about that uh even absconding was uh sansa was gonna be a power play so uh that was his whole speech was basically like like hey look um for me and you varus this is how you get power is chaos and i know that my girl was uh the one who was snitching so i gave her to joffrey and let him do whatever he wants with her which obviously would end up killing her so um fun show as always thanks for making me look like a fool during my lunches at work when i'm busting out laughing hysterically when i listen to you guys keep it real thank Thank you. you sweetie uh the poll for the show was should uncle charles get a reward for saving those girls yes or no yes he should be compensated no he's just doing what anyone should do 26 people 26 percent of people said no he's just doing what anyone should do and 74 percent of people say yes he should be comp- uh compensated uh we had a couple comments you jay full says you can't be out here saving these white holes for free you got to get compensated for all the other times you sh- would have been a suspect oh lord paul andre joseph says he became a hero in the black community and he's saying the right things for the whites to smile at i'm giving the reward money to those girls he will get the money and then be villainized and or killed by some white man when he decides not to give those girls a dime killed by a white man damn paul what what world you live in man uh anthony animal thug tatum (laughs) says if he not if he takes the money or not he deserves it those women would be there would be there still if not for him Muslinger says, of course he should take the money. He is going to be a jigaboo meme for the rest of his life. Oh, Lord. He reminds me of my uncle. I love him to death, but damn, nigga, damn. I want to ride for him, but I feel like he's going to smoke the money and the TV. Gator from Jungle Fever style. Lackville says, if there was a reward offered while they were missing, then the, per- the pe- person responsible for that safe return home should be rewarded, period. That's a good point uh i and i guess there wasn't a reward uh offered um and he said something about uh don't give it to him and to give the money to the girls instead so mm-hmm. uh we'll see what happens with, with that um we will we also had um episode 466 who's ashamed of charles ramsey um we had no guest on this one uh dad's rights to the black intellectuals quote unquote who have felt the need to shepherd and shame the rest of us lowly black folk for fear we might embarrass them in front of company example university professor boyce Watkins, slate.com contributor aisha harris so on a reminder i quote from the book of quality from the prophet talib Kweli, as spoken by the brother Chappelle. my brother you must not have got the memo we have been free Chuck Ramsey Pauls for quite some time now. Ain't that um, the truth? The poll was, are black people worried about how Charles Ramsey is perceived because they are secretly ashamed of him? Yes or no? A very close poll. Lots mm-hmm. of votes. Lots of votes. Um, yes or no? No came in with 47% of the vote, which means 53% of people think that black people that are worried about Charles Ramsey uh, and how he's perceived are secretly ashamed of him. Mm-hmm. I do too. Mm. 
let's check the, the comments mr ramsey this from simo mr ramsey did a great thing and he didn't try to change who he was for an interview so if someone has a problem with him who is uh with who he is then it's that person's problem love the podcast keep making it great anthony animal thug tatum says everybody here in cleveland loves him the right person saved those women his past should be just that he has spoken openly about it and he stated that it helped him become a better person people love the judge but what would you have done if it was you at the door i don't know what i would do if i seen some young girls banging on the door asking for help as for the emergency dispatchers when they heard it was amanda berry in trouble they should have known it would be on the news or some sort of media attention it's been big news for many years so yeah i guess in cleveland it's a big story um keith says i think some people put too much thought into this i laughed because the dude was funny and real he reminds me of some of my relatives i think some black people get on their high horse that try to silence anything that doesn't fit into their middle class black idea i agree uh ramsey is an awesome dude who stepped up where a lot of people would have ignored what was going on and i bet you a lot of people over the years probably have yeah and what's what i like about these responses is nobody's forgetting about uh his uh heroism because what a lot of people tried to say is like well y'all are laughing so much that it's it's just acting like he's not even a hero it's like no Mm -mm. everyone's acknowledging that he's a hero yes he just also happens to be funny yes why can't you be both yeah nick Jew says they're ashamed of themselves that self-hatred is strong young the blacker the berry, the more natural the hair, the more niggas you got in the display case in your house. Sometimes the more you really trying to cover up some deep rooted self hatred. White people don't really do this stuff. The backing it up lady, the double rainbow dude didn't catch this kind of flack. Even Kai, the fucking, uh, hatchet wielding hippie dude, like that was, that was, nobody was like, oh man, look at how he's, it's a at shame. All. And he became a meme. All these people became memes mm-hmm. and they're white and nobody's there's it's not troubling, quote unquote. There's no article about it. Mm-mm. On another note, Bob beat and cheated on Rita Marley. Uh Martin cheated on Coretta. Heroes beat women too. Uncle Charles is being himself. Anything else would be him fronting. The only issue I take is that his story keeps changing. I'm sure most of it's due to the excitement of the situation, but on the 911 call, he said he had no idea who the chick was. And in the TV interview, he said, I thought, why am I calling 911 for Amanda Berry? Ain't she dead? Or something like that. Well, according to him, uh, what happened is, um, he didn't know who she was when he, um, when he, uh, like first got there. And then she kept saying, I'm Amanda Berry, I'm Amanda Berry. And it didn't really click until he was on the phone. At least that's what I took from what he was saying there are a few other things but i'm gonna let uncle charles cook this is one of the reasons why i love america young the every man who reminds us of our joke cracking uncle also can be a hero yes he seems like an honest stand-up dude people need to have a stadium full of seats don't project your own self-hate on who you who or on what or who you think this man should be i'm not laughing at him i'm laughing with him he is laughing the dude is funny and he knows it yep i agree muslinger says i have to give him respect as a human being but we have to admit that he's not the nigga that we would all love to see on tv this nigga is white supremacist gold and then he said then he wrote again fuck the second part of my first comment charles is my nigga even if he beats his wife and mama. <laughs> HC says, Charles Ramsey rescued some kidnapped girls, knew he was on the air and articulated himself well and showed America that he was a hardworking, gainfully employed citizen. 
so what if there what is there to be ashamed of i noticed a lot of reporters have no problem getting people out of their comfort zone when interviewing them in hopes to get great footage on air so i love how charles knew the red light was on stayed himself and actually made the reporter uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah. very you saw talking about race that dude was shutting shit down yeah yeah he's like, okay that that's it i'm i'm signing off from china i was news yes 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 i, I understand mr rince ramsey um um we we, we we've got to go turn off the lights yeah um so anyway uh that was the comments um on the show mm-hmm. let's uh get into the voicemails there were a lot of them this week so let's, let's do it let's sir. just hop right in what up though rod and karen this is reverend lewis e jr from the Little Rock corner on the Baptist in Detroit. Uh, nigga, we gonna need some help. I just called in and say, what up, though? Doing a great job. And I expect to see y'all in church on Sunday. Huh. Now, by church, I mean the Jack Daniels Distillery next door to the, to the tequila place. Um, until I see you there. What up, though? Y'all be good. Jeez. All right. Well, appreciate uh, the, the call, Reverend. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Another voicemail. Yo, Rod, Karen, this your boy, Mundro. Uh I just want to say about the ankle fucks episode, when Karen said fucks effects, I almost wrecked my car, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it up, the queen of tanks. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. I sure will keep it up. I tank hard. That's what I do. <laughs> Hi, Rod and Karen. I absolutely love your show. This is Mal. Um, you don't know me, but whatever. So I have Mal a legitimate question for you because, you know, you do have an Ask Rod segment. Um, how do you deal with anxiety? You know, I am that type of person where if my headphone falls and I pick it up and put it back in my ears, I'm worried that I'm going to get a uh, flushing disease. Or... Um, I feel like if I talk to the wrong person, I have an incident. So I was at the park crying. Don't ask. I was having a moment of reflection, and I was writing in my little journal, flash iPhone, and uh, this guy approached me. Well, okay, that sounds weird. But this guy was talking to me, and he was saying, you know, um, I'm your neighbor and stuff like that. And I got to know him, and we were talking, and uh, it was just more like a 9 o'clock p.m. So it wasn't weird. We were just talking, walking around the neighborhood, and then um, he's like, yeah, so I have schizophrenia. Well, no, what do you say? I have psychosis. I was like, okay. I think he's like, I have bipolar. And I was like, maybe, because, you know, I'm a psychology student, and uh, I was like, maybe that's just a symptom of his bipolar, which he had. And then he literally told me that he had a girlfriend that he sees that he talks to and that he cuddles in bed, he doesn't exist and whatever. And the first thought was, okay, and I was like, let me walk you home. And of course, hilarious ensued and he tried to ask me that he, even with the schizophrenia or whatever, he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he wanted to talk to me. So, anyways, my point is, you know, for a moment, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me and stuff like that. So she wasn't. I knew deep down that she was normal and stuff like that, besides the psychosis, the schizophrenia, and the paranoia and stuff like that. But my point is, and I'm going on a tangent. I'm so sorry, but how do you deal with anxiety? Because 
Yeah, so it's your advice. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, anyways, I love you guys, and I love Karen's laugh, and uh, congratulations with the Huffington Post article, and um, I'm just so happy with your guys' success, because if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have heard of Where's My 40 Acres, and uh, yeah, so... Love you guys. And, Rod, by the way, I saw you on Keeping the Girl. That's how I got to know you because you were doing your post. Anyways, love you guys. Bye. Bye-bye, sweetie. Uh, that was Mal. Um, is this uh Mal likes cake or something? Um, like I think that maybe that's maybe there's two Mal's that likes the show. Um, anyway, how I deal with anxiety now, I don't really have um a lot of anxiety in general. Um, I was, I don't think, uh, even though I do overthink a lot of shit. Um, but, uh, I will say this, like sometimes I get anxious. Um, like, uh, when it, like for going out, meeting people, doing stuff like that. Um, like whenever, uh, Nick Jew comes to town, it's always like, let's meet out at this restaurant or something. And I'll, there's always part of me that gets like anxious. Like, I'm gonna meet this person and I'm gonna blow it. I'm gonna save, like, I'm gonna have a terrible conversation or they're gonna, they're gonna not like what I have on or, um, there's gonna be too many people and I'm not gonna be able to hear them and, uh, the crap, like, I, so what I do, honestly, to prepare for a lot of stuff is, uh, I plan stuff in advance. Like, I pick places where I know I'll be comfortable. So, like, if I'm meeting someone out in a restaurant, I make sure I pick a restaurant where it's not, so crowded that if we have a conversation they won't be able to hear us or where the music is too loud or um where there's a certain dress code and i can't wear things that i'm comfortable in um little stuff like that helps me a lot you know trying to be playing stuff in advance um also um during conversations i try to remember that people are anxious as well as me so true 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 if i'm having a conversation with a stranger or something part of them is nervous about what i think about them as well as you know what they think about me um it's kind of like the job interview approach when i every i've never not gotten a job i interviewed for and i think it's because i approach the jobs like um why should i want to work here you know that's true um and you have to convince me even if i don't believe it that's the feeling i want them to have is how can i convince this guy to come work for us um so that's part of it um as for stuff like you said dropping your headphones on the ground and like panicking and stuff like that um i i haven't i don't have that type of issue or Mm -hmm. um anxiety but um i would say for stuff like that you just gotta have orgasms man like you know the more orgasms you can have a day the better uh you know take two nuts call me in the morning because i feel like that is uh what releases a lot of tension and stuff in your life are you currently you know getting um you know climaxing a couple times a day man i i think you should if you haven't considered it uh don't don't write it off man so that that would be my suggestion karen do you have uh advice too or I think you are sufficient, Rod P. Remember, you got to have a penis for this segment. Okay. All right. And then uh, she left two more messages, it looks like. One was four seconds. All right. So that was that one. And then this one was 26 seconds. Uh, Question. What do you guys think of Tariq Nasheed? Um, He has some really uh, valid points 
and he created an awesome documentary. Um, so I just wanted to know, because he's kind of a misogynist in some, well, he is, <laughs> um, in my opinion. So I don't know what you guys think about him. Bye. All right, Tariq Nashi, Karen, what do you think about him? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, me neither. I've heard his name before. I don't listen to his show, but I don't listen to pretty much any shows about relationship or relationship advice. Um, honestly, I don't need any. And I feel like most of those people are hustlers and just uh, advice peddlers. That's why I made the Ask R.I.P. thing. is It's really just a joke at how fucking stupid uh, that entire genre of uh i don't know advice is it's just uh, i like so i'm not gonna listen to it a lot of people are trying to uh you know i think a lot of people use it to spread misogyny they spread yep. disinformation woman hating woman bashing yeah um because women are the ones who listen and buy that shit up so typically uh you know I, it's one of the things that that made me not go to church was uh when i used to go to church a lot of times it would just be a a man in the pulpit telling a bunch of black women that they ain't shit and the only way to be shit is to keep coming to church and giving them money and do what they say um and the only way to find a man is to follow all these steps in the bible and shit and it was like you know this just feels like people getting their fucking confidence uh knocked down um so i i I, like i i it made me like walk away so i can i can take it and then when i see these people uh, a lot of these like relationship advice people they're either like i used to be a player or i know how to play these bitches it's like Mm -hmm. well i'm not trying to get advice on how to not get played you don't know shit about love you know like they're like i could give you advice on love but it's it's gonna be fucking boring because honestly it's not catchy cool shit to say is and it's shit that you honestly there's no game there's no sign there's no nothing like that on nobody yeah yeah you either have it or you don't. don't so i can't make it all rhyme and put it in a book um so it's not as marketable as a guy that can say stuff like you know uh if you look for your, your number, she's a bummer or some shit. And it's like, you know, I, <laughs> so, so that's what I would, that's what I would say is, um, I, I don't, I haven't heard of this dude, but I probably never will. And I'm sure he's like major making a lot of money. Most of the people I've heard praise him, single dudes that aren't really interested in relationships anyway. So it's like, um, and then, and then most of the people I heard that don't, that don't like him are single women that, uh, feel like he's misogynist, so I I never was interested in uh, checking the show out. Uh, but no no offense to that guy, um, I'm sure he's making it work for him. But uh, yeah, I don't listen. I wouldn't listen to Tyrese if he had a show about relationships and women and shit. So uh, next voicemail. Yo, this is Delfrano, man. Yep, first time I called in in like okay. two years. Mm-hmm. I said we got you to call in. Yeah, last time I actually um, called in during the show and shit, but voicemail time. Um, I was sending an email, but said fuck it, let me call this shit. I didn't. No, no. Uh, hold on a second. Hold. <laughs> the hell? Did he just put his on hold on a voicemail? Yeah, probably talking to his daughter in the background. Well, she is probably right, wearing that bib for my school. Fucking, um cleaning people man they'll come vacuum when you're on the phone and shit up in here man don't get yeah shit. work get... anyways <laughs> someone you know, hired like, you i'm at work and shit right 
I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not good with names. I don't, I don't. I can't remember names for shit. But what I can do is give you a name that I can remember. Like there's a there's a nigga named Two Bags here because he always has two um, two bags of pork rinds and shit. I don't know why he just always has them. Two bags. There's a uh, nigga I call Zamunda. Oh, Lord. Zamunda's um, African nigga and shit. Zamunda. Of course, it's original. There's a nigga named um, Steve Rogers, because that nigga looks like Captain America. There's um, uh, Eartha Kitt. Cause, oh, that's, her, that's the um, receptionist. She's, like, mad old, but you can tell, like, back in the day, she probably used to be hot. Now, they don't know that these are their names and shit, because I don't know how they would feel about them shits. Mm-hmm. But... Um, <sighs> There's a, there's, a, there's a warehouse across the, um, the little walkway thing here, and uh, there's a nigga I call uh, Rose because he looks like Rick Ross, he fat, fat ass nigga and shit. And oh, I'm, uh, is he? Yeah. Which one is this? <laughs> right. Fuck, Delfano. I don't for anything. <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> no, not that bread truck thing though. I'm good with this. Ain't no van. I don't know. Alright. 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 Damn, I should have fucking locked my damn door. I think it's coming in. Black no. Anyways. So like, oh, Rose. This is gonna be long, man. Y'all can cut my shit off. Man. Man, fuck it, I'm out. What the fuck? Was that? <laughs> like, he left another message. I'm scared to play it. Stop playing on my phone, man. I have shit to do on Saturdays. The fuck is going on, Delfrano? Anyway, it's Delfrano, man. I call him back. I locked my damn door this time, so these motherfucking minions don't come up in this bitch. Anyways, all right. So I was saying, if, uh, there's a there's a nigga that drives a, a forklift across the way big ass beard and shit black as fuck fat motherfucker okay he, uh, i call him rose of course he looks like him but i guess i call him that shit too much i don't call it like today's face or whatever but i guess i said it mentioned it too much so anyways i'm coming back from um from lunch and shit and i pull up and shit and i get out of my car and i hear this uh this white dude yelling across the um the breezeway thing just yelling, Rose. He, he, he think I, I guess he think that's his name and shit. And I'm like, yeah, this this ain't this this ain't this ain't good and shit. So, anyways, I come in and I know that he finally got the dude's attention and shit. And um, I don't know if he told him. He asked him like, why are you calling me Rose or whatever to the white dude. Anyways, I've been avoiding that whole situation and shit for for like three days now. That shit's funny. Anyways, um. You know how you got that uh Captain Morgan thing that uh on, on the on the toilet and shit? Mm-hmm. I got a, I got one. Like in my bathroom, my bathtub is way on the other side of the fucking shit, so you can't do the Captain Morgan thing. But this morning I woke up, I got up because I'm a drinker, I don't sleep. I got up, and you know how you get up with morning wood and shit, mm-hmm. and you got to catch angles to try to avoid from pissing all over the place. Mm-hmm. I got one, smooth criminal. Boom. Oh yeah, I do that. 
you got to lean forward. Mm-hmm. Put one hand on the wall. Pissing all in the sky and all <gasps> in the mirrors and all that shit. Smooth criminal. That's yep. mine. That's right. Yeah. I need to know the anyway, name. That's a good. You name. seen that shit on? A, oh, you don't do it on Instagram. Uh, maybe they do it on on um, Twitter. You you heard of that thing they got now called Vadering? It's like the new planking where motherfuckers the pull their hand up and it looks like a nigga's in the air choking and shit. <gasps> Vadering. I don't know. Maybe it's a hashtag or some shit. It looks kind of cool. Anyways, uh, let me see. Uh, oh, one thing. You never realize how many times uh, Jeezy says nigga in a song until you have, like, a white co-worker in the car with you and you start cringing and shit. Yeah. Don't don't play Jeezy in the car with uh, white co-workers. I never had white people in my you know, car. Listen to it at all. Anyways. Anyways, I'm out. Be all back. right. Mm. Listen, Delfrano, never, ever do that shit again. Uh, next time you call here, have some shit to say about the show and don't leave five minutes of shit to say about how you where you work at and stuff. You my homie, and I played it because you supported the show for so long. That is the last time I will ever do that for you. Everybody gets one. In this case, you got two. All right? Do not do that shit again. I hate that shit. People that call the show, show relevant topics, please. That email, that voicemail should have been like 15 seconds, the 15 seconds about uh smooth criminal pen that had something to do with something we talked about on the show but we never talked about your co-worker looking like rick ross or captain rogers or uh i mean captain steve rogers captain america or uh any of the other shit or two bags i'm sorry need your own podcast where that shit is relevant i got shit to do it's saturday karen karen were you gonna say something i'm sorry no i'm just listening all right that's a little tough love. I'm sorry, Delfrano, but you you killing my dreams calling up here with that shit. <laughs> Yo, what's good, party people? This is Leonard, a.k.a. Post LB, a.k.a. L Brothers Media. Just hollering real quick to say what's up to everybody. I haven't called in for a little while, so I just wanted to show the people a little voicemail love. Um, a couple points real quick. Uh, I agree with everything that y'all said about the uh, Charles Ramsey thing. Um all the commentary on that situation was greatness. Uh, I feel like, you know, I really can't add too much, but I definitely think that, you know, some of us black folks here in America definitely care too much about what white folks think about us. And that's no disrespect to the white people out there listening, but black people, we can't be so concerned with how we look in the eyes of other people. And in some cases, those folks will hate us and call us nigger anyway. You know what I mean? There's certain people whose opinions of you that you will never be able to change, no matter how great you are. There's people that still call President Obama a nigga. You know, Oprah Winston is a nigga. If I save somebody's life tomorrow, I might be that nigga that saved his life. You know what I mean? So I think that y'all had definitely great commentary on that, and um, I just wanted to give you props for that and uh, encourage all my black folks out there to take a look in the mirror and, and really, you know, see where you stand on that. Um, another point real quick before my time runs out, um, you know what I mean? I definitely want to encourage everybody out there in Black Outtips Nation to check out the brand new podcast from my boo, Nick Jew, and the homeboy, R to the Edgy, a.k.a. Reggie, called What's the T? If you're on Facebook and if you're on Twitter, you might have seen a link for that. They just put out their very first episode, 
show them some love, check them out, support them. I listened to the first episode. It's really good. And um, I definitely hope that they continue to do well on that. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Oh, also, before I go, I want to say, Karen, mm-hmm. those porn warnings that you had the other day were great. I think that's an instant tippy award. Why? <laughs> I'm going to need you to step your game up, bro. Like, for real. Because you got shut out the last war show, man. I know. And this is your motherfucking show. You can't be getting shut out on your own show, homeboy. So I need you to, like, throw in some, some ringer categories, like, the best ride in the black guy who kissed category or some shit like that. This is get some easy wins. Anyway, my time is about up. I'm going to go ahead and hang it up before I get cut off. And um, I'll holler at y'all next time. All right, man. Peace. Um, thanks for calling in, Leonard Brothers. I agree with you um, about the uh, Charles, uh, the Uncle Charles commentary. Um, and uh, I will also say that... Uh, we had to stop defining our own worth via the eyes of people that don't find much worth in us in the first place. Like it's really pointless. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's an exercise of futility. And it's one of the things that, uh, that, that leads to our own, um, demise with, with that kind of shit. Um, as far as stepping the game up, it's not my show. It's our show. Um, so it's not even my own show. It's, it's Karen's, uh, show too. And, uh, this is why she on the show, man. Like, this is all good shit for me. Like, everybody's giving me a hard time and I get it. Uh, but, uh, if I never say anything funnier than that for the rest of the year, I'd be fine because that shit, I was here for it. And, uh, ultimately it just benefits the show. Hopefully people are telling other people, like, this is so fucking funny. You guys should go listen to the show and, uh, you know, uh, every once in a while we get emails of people say I'm the funniest. Every once in a while we get emails of people say Karen's the funniest. The good news is we're both on the show together, so you can't get one of us without the other. Ain't that the truth? Um, and I put a link for Nick Jew's podcast in the um um in the the chat for everybody who yeah, wants to uh check to it listen. Out. Yeah, y'all go check them out. And also, mm-hmm. I don't know if people realize I am actually funny too. I know I'm in the background a mm-hmm. lot of the times, but yeah. I got jokes too. Exactly, you know, it's like if Scottie Pippen at, got a triple double, I'm pretty sure he didn't go. Mm, see, I'm the MVP now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like he's gotta be up front. Yeah, it's like he good. He, he he do his thing and he shows up, and uh, you know, and and that's what matters. He has to be consistent so that Jordan can shine. And oh yeah, I, that's I, that's why I'm you know stay so consistent so that. Jordan can have fifty point games, man. I I'll just be like I'm just out here getting my pippin' on. Yeah, I'm just out here assisting. Mm-hmm. No, you Jordan. I'm, oh, Lord. I'm pippin' in this scenario. <laughs> I don't think you realize that. All right. Oh next, my bad. <laughs> next next clip. Hey Rod and Karen. Um this is RJ or as you probably seen either in the chat, as Rubox Riot, um, all the way from good old Denver, Colorado. Um, wanted to leave you guys a voicemail because I heard Rod kind of tank on a part of Guess the Race with the uh, news article about the lead singer for As I Lay Dying putting out a hit for his wife. And when you tank on Kill Switch Engage, mm-hmm. I really, really laughed. Like, I was that word dying. Because 
I couldn't believe that you actually kind of got that wrong, but it's okay because they're heavy metal and they're some yeah. of my favorite bands. I've never heard of them before. But the thing is, is that in the uh, heavy metal world, there are a lot of uh, stupid situations that tend to go down. Like the uh, lead singer for Lamb of God was actually like put into jail oh. in uh, I think it was Czechoslovakia wow. for manslaughter. But wow. he got out okay. And then, like, sometime back in, like, 2003, 4, or 5, uh, one of the guitarists for uh, Static X was put away for statutory. Wow. Yeah. So, um, oh, and Karen, I loved, loved your rating system for porn. That's what, like, fetishes. <laughs> that was awesome. I highly endorse that. I would back that all the way. Um <laughs> And what else is there? Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, love the show. And if you guys ever decide to take a vacation and decide to head out this way, feel more than welcome to. I uh, would love to show you guys around. Um, next time I'm probably in North Carolina, I might hit you guys up. But other than that, have a good Saturday, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Bye. 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 Cool, because you about the only person I would even know in Diva. Yeah, it'd be her and that girl that tried to get Kobe's money. Those are the only people I know. That's it. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the nuggets. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thank you for calling in. And, um, yeah, I, I I I was reading the article, and I <laughs> like I thought that, that Kill Switch was the end of the name for the band, but I... <laughs> I also, I won't even lie, I didn't care because I don't listen to that music. So I was just like, Kill Switch uh, engaged in a fight with, what? what? what okay, what's whatever. What's happening here? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting late and this is just guest race. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, Tank on Me um, for breeding. Next, uh, <laughs> next voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. It's RJ again. Um, I totally spaced on what I actually wanted to tell you. Uh, the lead singer for Kill Switch Engage is actually black. It's oh, kind of funny, but there's actually, like, uh, a lot of uh, bands coming up now where the front men are uh, black. I think Job for a Cowboy also has a front man um, that is black. I could be wrong. Um, and... Straight Line Stitch has a black female lead singer. Um, but a lot of them are extremely heavy. I don't know if you guys would ever care to gander at a listen, but if you do, go ahead. Um, but, yeah, just wanted to kind of say that, too. Uh, have a good day, guys. Bye. All right. Cool, man. Thank you, RJ. And uh, I won't lie, I don't listen to heavy metal music. Um, but that's because I'm very close-minded when it comes to music. Yeah, um, but for those of you that are, go check it out. Yeah, I'm very much into uh, hip hop and rap, and uh, that's about it. So, um, let's check the last voicemail. Then we gotta read some emails and get out of here. Um, let's see. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I have a question for Ask Rar. Can you go ahead and jump in on this if you want to? All right, so. I bust in the motherfucking room, right, wearing a B costume. You know what I'm saying? Man, my black and my yellow spice, man, they popping, you know, it's all live and fuzzy shit. You know what I'm saying? So I got on my B suit, right, and I want to go and pollinate my lady flower. But she won't let me taste the honey. 
something about my stinger is too big. You know what I'm saying? What's up with that? What I'm supposed to do? Well, I'm still standing here in my damn bee suit, okay? It's five days later. I'm still standing here in the damn bee suit, okay? All right, get back to me. Oh, and another goddamn thing. Man, fuck y'all motherfuckers, nigga. Really? You gonna do a whole goddamn show? Oh, Florida? Really? Really? I'm telling y'all, all y'all can suck my D, I see. Cause I'm chill from Miami. <laughs> y'all niggas, man. <laughs> Shit, fuck, man. No love. All right. Um. So, are right, you sitting there in your B costume five days later? Because uh, you didn't get any and stuff like that. Uh, what I would say is, uh, take a shower, nigga. Um, that that would explain why you still ain't got none. You know, because five days of sitting around in one costume for any reason is is five days too long. Okay, women like clean people. Okay. So, and I don't know where your B costume been. I mean, it could have been dingy. I would say go get that shit dry clean because apparently you like to sit around in your nasty ass B costume for four, five days in a row. So you go get that thing dry clean and, uh, you know, take a shower and you give it another try. Okay. I wouldn't want to have sex with someone in a big ass costume. Uh, I've seen people that work at Chuck E. Cheese. It's nasty in there. Okay. It doesn't make sense. I've been to theme parks. It's just not, it's not a really a good hygienic fit for everybody. Uh, and, uh, she probably lied about the stinger being too big just because she didn't want to sleep with your ass. So you can step your game up, player, and, uh, then you'll be fine. That's all. Uh, it's time to get into some emails. <laughs> oh, and, um, yeah, we did a whole story, uh, whole episode about your state because that's where all the fucked up shit kept happening, chill. I wasn't looking for Florida stories. Florida stories come looking for, for us. Cause it's so ridiculous. Um, B. Cole writes in, long time listener, first time emailer. Hey, Rod and Karen. Just wanted to say thank you guys. Uh, we have been crazy time up here in Minnesota snow in May and five wow. snowstorm, five snowstorms in April. Shit. You've been keeping me sane. Thank, and warm. Thank you, Karen, for plugging the Spreecast app. I have it on my work phone and use it now when I'm not on my computer. It's the bomb. I miss Gabby and Chill's voicemail beef. It all, it was always funny. I went back and listened to some old episodes again and by far sipping Saturday and soft sea are my favorite episodes ever. And I hope we can get a simping Saturday part two soon. I hope I can be a guest again soon. Uh, we do gotta get you back because mm-hmm. I, I keep forgetting. I got you this week. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna email you. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask was why did they compare Jason Collins to Jackie Robinson and the movie 42? And what do y'all think about it? Peace out, the official cubicle Negro B. Cole. Um, I will say this. I think that the movie was out and it was on people's minds because it wasn't that far away. But, um, I do, I do understand why black people push back on that. On, Jason Collins being the Jackie Robinson of gay people because the situations are so completely different. Um, yeah. And I understand the comparison. I've always been one of those people that says, I hate when black people get mad about the comparison of civil rights to civil rights, which is what we're talking about. Um, but I do understand that Jackie Robinson has reached like a reverential place in our culture in American culture, even. And, this is not that, you know what I mean? Like Jason Collins isn't uh, really good enough. He's not young enough and he's not receiving the type of negativity 
that can necessarily be compared to Jackie Robinson on a holistic front. You know, like okay, yeah. If he got in a game at an arena, people aren't gonna be just like uh, yelling out faggot at him and like yeah, throwing uh, shit at him and yeah, yeah. Uh, they won't make him shower separately um yeah. from the team uh they won't um you know like there's certain limits that people are gonna have like kobe bryant got fined for saying calling a referee a faggot and even the people that tried to use the but he's not gay he wasn't no he doesn't think the ref is actually gay like excuse it didn't matter it didn't matter he still got fined a lot of money for that because it's not acceptable so Versus it's, when Jackie Robinson was around, the racial slurs were acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have advanced as a society to the point where we know that being homophobic is wrong. And we don't want athletes being that way necessarily, especially not in public. Especially not if you have a brand like an NBA or NFL or whatever. You don't need to deal with that shit. But I do think that uh, the... Um, I do think that people were, were were really hyping it because they are so um they we want a hero and i think we want to be part of history and people would be excited to have an openly gay athlete make history uh playing in the nba or nfl or whatever um i just don't know that jackie i mean i don't know that jason collins is the guy you know it's just if he was like 17 yes or or 20 and he yes. was uh hadn't been drafted yet right yeah and he was actually like a, a prospect that was was, a top pick. was gonna have an impact on this team he's a starter he's a possibly an all-star caliber talent and that guy comes out the closet or that guy is like i'm entering the league and i'm openly gay i feel like that's a comparison you can make but yes it is you know i feel like this is just a it's it's a stretch and people want to people want to be part of history so bad that they stretched it so um christopher writes in um episode 462 um catching up on episodes couldn't listen to them thrones because i hadn't seen the show yet it was a good episode of course but you be killing me with the eddie long voice killing me I'm a long time listener and the voice is almost like a separate character and you are so consistent with it <laughs> and it is always so funny. So thank you. No problem, man. So at least, let's see, that leaves Karen 473 emails of support to my, <laughs> to my one. Uh, TBGWT is my crack, says Derek, High Rod, and Karen. When the ladies from Hey You Know It called your podcast the gateway drug for other podcasts, they were right. I, like many of your other listeners, discovered other podcasts because of your show. But when you guys decided to go to a five-day-a-week format, you turned me into a TBGWT crackhead. <laughs> I cannot get enough of this show. I have even managed to go on Spreecast and watch the show live a couple times. I've just about deleted all other podcasts out my rotation. <laughs> that is always funny when people say that to me because literally the show is like the same length. Yeah, the same amount of time. Yeah. It's and just I'm, more uh, frequently. Yeah, I'm even trying to cut back on what we're doing. But that's funny when people are like, I had to get rid of other shows. I'm like, but it's still the same. Like, nine hours six, that you would have got anyway. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> nine hours. But okay. But when you guys, anyway, so uh, I've, I've had just about to lead all other podcasts from my rotation. By the way, I'm digging the Dim Thrones recap show. I always, I already love the show, but you and Patrice's breakdown of the show is hilarious. We needed you, Karen, and Patrice doing this when 24 was still on the air. Uh, 
you and her and karen would have been awesome breaking down the exploits of my boy jack bauer every week oh i love me some jack i love me some jack now but you know they're trying to bring it back oh shit for real yeah, like a limited like edition like a limited like show of 24 uh coming back and they got like deciding everybody back up oh shit we got chloe mm-hmm. i'm locked in the building P.S. Passion of the Theon has become one of the funniest lines in podcast history. Derek D. Bates. Thank you. Uh, Alfred says, episode 464. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is AJ, the Giver. This episode was awesome. You two and Mr. Gates going through the porn ratings was greatness. Now on, now on the come thing for pulling out or in general, my wife wanted me to tell you of our idea. You use that flat sheet on the bed then rip it off afterwards, which leaves other sheets virtually untouched. Uh, what works like the plastic on your furniture when you was little? There's just an idea. We'll love, we'll love the show in the new format. Peace out. So I guess you, you have sex, um, and then you put like a sheet on the bed, an extra sheet. And after you come, you, you just, just pull the whole sheet off. Yeah. That so way you don't, don't have to worry about it getting but what are, and stuff like that yeah what if you lay there and want to do it again you gotta put another like is that just like infinite no, sheets on the bed like no, seven you, sheets you just use that same one and then when you finish you just wrap it up so you have like a sex sheet mm-hmm. i don't know aj i don't know if i'm down with that but uh i appreciate the idea though and someone else might use it but uh yeah you know uh that's not how i was raised in my household you know? <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to live in a sexy house. Oh, Lord. Equifux from Shanna. She says, or Shanna or Shana. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. Rod and Karen, loving the new five-day format. I just had to weigh in on episode 464. First, here's my experience with white women. A few years ago, I was at a lesbian bar, and this white woman started hitting on me and buying me drinks. Since I am not one to turn down free liquor, I let her have the time of day. <laughs> so we're dancing and I'm slightly inebriated. Next thing I know, she leans over and whispers in my ear, I want you to fuck me like your little white slut. Uh-oh. Needless to say, I sobered up quickly and renewed my commitment to black and brown women. You're scared off, white women. One white woman, scared off. Uh, I have to thank Karen for giving me my new dream job idea as a porn human resources representative. Thank you. Welcome. These porn warners are the greatest thing since the invention of porn. Here are some things I will add. <laughs> In the area of do not enjoy, we also needed add a warning for if the girl cries. Yeah. I can't stand that shit because then I start feeling bad. Yeah, I've only seen that a few times in porn and both times it was like, immediately turn this off. You know? Yeah. One time the girl made the cameraman leave because he was that creepy cameraman that kept talking. Oh. Like, he was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to tear that pussy up, right? And she started crying. They were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She was like, I just want you to get out. So they had to film it with someone else. He's like, you want me to go? Like, it's like, why don't you don't understand how you talking and living, giving live running, trolling commentary Commentary. of sex might throw someone off their game. You know, you know, like somebody might take it personal that you're not even fucking them. And you're the one going, take that, you little stupid slut or some shit. It's like, uh, who is he? And why is he talking shit about me? I think that's the truth. Um, before I go, just a friendly reminder to those who listen to the podcast at work, make sure the volume is down low. Thanks to this episode, <laughs> my colleagues now think I am writing a dissertation on porn, podcasting, and or sword ratchetness. As always, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, Keenan writes in feedback episode 465 them thrones just wanted to say that i love the recaps every week i've read the books and know where the story is going but enjoy the show and the reaction you guys always say stuff that i'm thinking in my head and it's fun to listen to y'all speculate on the plot lines to come to come keep it up cool appreciate it man uh my man timothy tim he writes in he says you know what you right Oh shit. What up, Rod and Karen? I hope everything is going well. I'm on a long list of people who are happy to have more. The black guy who tips. Now the show is five days a week. I, you know, I'm really glad that people are liking this five days a week. And you know what? Y'all know what? I'm liking it too. Uh, for the fact that the shows are shorter, I fit around my schedule. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of times I work out right before the shows and stuff like that. So I've been loving them as much as y'all have. Anyways, I'm writing to tell Rod how right he was about the great Gatsby movie. Modern music is used in the film and it sucks. I bet you it does. I, I knew it, man. That's why we're not going to go see it. We were talking about that shit last night. And I'm like, if you're going to use modern music, make it uh, fit according to the timepiece. Yeah. Just don't throw it in there just because it's what's hot in the streets. If I go see it, it's going to be exclusively because I don't have a job and I just want to watch something in the middle of the day. It won't be because I was excited. No. We screened it on Monday night and I sat there somewhat anticipating and the film was and the film, but also preparing myself uh, for Gatsby, a hip hoppera. Almost, oh Lord. almost on cue. One of the film's opening scenes is shot uh, is a shot of New York City with no church in the wild playing. Truthfully, the song kind of works with the melody and Frank Ocean harmonizing. It's only terrible because one, 500 movies have used the song in trailers, and two, once Jay and Jay start rapping, it doesn't work. Oh. Wow, they even used to rap. For the next 40 to 45 minutes, the film has Who Gonna Stop Us, Izzo, Crazy in Love, and some other Beyonce song, and $100 Bills. And for those listening, the answer is yes, I'm still talking about The Great Gatsby. Can't even name half the songs they played during the party scenes. I honestly thought I was going to hear some dubstep at one point. <laughs> the music is distracting and completely unnecessary. I'm curious to find out why they decided to use it. Uh, your assertions about the use of modern music were right on. Hopefully this is a trend that stops with Gatsby. Grand opening, grand closing. As Jay-Z would say, I'm surprised that wasn't in the movie. Keep up the great work. Tammy. Uh, my, my personal opinion is this. Uh, I agree with Roger. We talked about this last night. It, it was probably an average movie. And they used this as a gimmick to get your ass in there. Most, That's what I think happened. Most good to great movies. Yeah, they might say, yeah, Jay-Z, you can do this. But that shit is not going to be in the movie. I felt like they had a subpar movie on their hands and were like, what's going to be the hook to get people in the audience? Maybe we can pitch this to young audience by having hip hop as the backing to a great Gatsby movie. That's true. That's true. And the thing about the Jackie Robinson movie that I liked is that this shit was not in the movie. Yeah. Fuck that noise, man. Oh, man. If he would have hit a home run in Brooklyn, we go hard. Would have started. I would have fucking walked out. Um, Episode 466. <laughs> uh, B. Cole writes in, hey, Rod and Karen, just want to say y'all are awesome. I just put a few more people on to y'all. My sisters think Karen is awesome and want to know if she has Instagram for her sundresses. Karen, do you have Instagram for your sundresses? I do have Instagram, and I think uh, Sundress Month is in June. Anyways, I felt guilt and wanted to apologize for being late when I was on the show a while back with Sharif and JP. I got locked out the house, and it was tragic. I know that was a while back, but I felt hella guilty. Yeah, I'm I'm never even thinking about that. I never even thought about that again. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, all right see y'all on the internet well hey man i appreciate it be cold and uh it's cool that uh i'm glad i mean honestly man it's cool that you even have a conscience about it i feel like a lot of people take yep. shit for granted yes they do um but honestly we weren't worried about it and mm-hmm. i don't i know me and karen i've never talked about it again like as a a thing of like man remember this shit like so yeah it's no problem man shit happens um and uh I, at that point i was just like uh shocked that you even were gonna try to be on the show you know uh but uh, i'm glad you did come be on the, i'm glad you were on the show um honestly my uncle charles and safe self-hating negroes by damien jackson who i am for real what up young man i had to send this correspondence after the who's ashamed of chuck ramsey amp and honestly i'm more ashamed of this cosmic creaking critter black lady who <laughs> cosmic creaking all right who who took her time to express her self-loathing over the over the web my point is, for every Charles Ramsey, there are a million Charlie Sheens, Johnny Knoxville's at all. That, sir, is why I fucks with the black guy who tilts. Blackness is not a fucking monolith, and y'all stress that. Love the show. Keep them coming. Hey, man, I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. Wishbone voice. <laughs> Peace. I, Damian Jackson, on Twitter. He wrote in, uh, oh, wait, he said correction. Um Oh, he says, I am not saying he's embarrassing either. He's just one of the many in the myriad of funny black dudes, and he wants no part of the spotlight. He also has a thousand times the integrity of Sheen and Knoxville, etc. So he wanted to add that, too. Cool. Last email for the day. Mm-hmm. Shanna, or Shauna, writes in, The problem with black academics. Hey, Rod and Karen. Sorry for sending multiple emails. I was catching up on episodes. I had to weigh in on the Charles Ramsey issue. Well, look, if Delfrano can send multiple voicemails about nothing that happened on the show, you can send you a couple of emails. Okay? Yeah, yes, you can. Um, I think I have said this before, but I'm getting my doctorate. Doctorate. So I heard this kind of ridiculous intellectualizing of pop culture all the time. Uh, I mean, I hear. In fact, one of the reasons I love the Blackout Tips is because it helps me remain grounded in the real world. The show gives insight and hilarious commentary on the reality of race, the kind of conversation about issues that I would have at the kitchen table with my family, hilarious Charles Ramsey-like uncle included, about what happens in the world instead of pretentious elitist comments that happen in the office and in the classroom. Uh, Which is not reality. Karen doesn't need me to say this, but I would take her opinion on issues any day over the kind of bullshit I hear at my university. I, as an academic, have more in common with Karen than I do any of my colleagues. I spend my day working as a teacher and a researcher and my nights watching porn and telling people about themselves and listening to podcasts like yours. Ah! So fuck whoever said anything about Karen that was less than great. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, I remember one time we had a woman call and, oh no, leave an email and just the whole thing was about how she didn't really like Karen. And we had someone else that wrote a blog post about not liking Karen. Like, that was her thing was, uh, I like the show, but I just don't like Karen. You know, like stuff like that. Well, I'm like, this is the same kind of bullshit that made that, that, that from people that think like Charles Ramsey is a problem and the way people treat him is troubling. And it's like, no, no, something's wrong with you. Anyway, back to Charles Ramsey. One of the most shocking things about being in the academy is that the way black folks are always painted as victims of systems rather than people who are capable of resisting those systems. I cannot agree with you more right now. Mm 
honestly like because that um is a big deal for me is some like i get that there's elements of like systematic oppression there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shit that affects the black community but it always seems to trump the discussion of when it's like oh but you could still be a good father yes you can like you don't or you could you could not go to prison yes that's right like and it's like you can't it's like these two thoughts can't exist at the same time of the deck is stacked against you but you can make it out with the right amount of discipline and work um and i've seen it more times than not me too you know i've seen too many people that made the right decisions and were able to make a life for themselves uh, you know, I've like my generation of my family, we have, I've, I've, I've had people in my lifetime and my family go from on welfare and in public housing to owning their own houses and shit. Ain't that the truth? So you can't tell me it's not possible and you can't tell me that it's the system won't let you do it. Uh, sometimes you do have to be, uh, responsible. And the, one of the reasons I find that type of, um, framing to be problematic is because of shit like this. They saw a black dude in Charles Ramsey that didn't wear a suit or have a, uh, a degree or yeah. whatever, didn't talk a certain way. And how many bloggers who thought they were helping were actually saying stuff? Well, he's unaware of this, and it's sad to see people pick on him. And uh, why are you laughing at him as, as if he's capable of being anything other than a victim in this meme? Like, He's a memeable, funny dude that's also a hero that has a job and uh also and has a history of domestic violence. I I mean like all this is him. Like you can't take parts of this and be like, the media is making this man like it's really not about being a victim. Sometimes it's okay to just laugh with Uncle Charles. Ain't it though? Cause I'm trying to tell you, most of everybody got family members that got a fucked up past. Yeah. And even you listening got a fucked up past too. I think Charles Ramsey, well, I won't say that. I've never hit anybody. But I will not, say. Not you. And, and, and I don't mean fucked well, up just like in, beating. Mm-hmm. But, but you've done something in your past that you're not proud of. That if you was to save a child and the media was to come scrape it up and post it on the national news, you would be like, well, damn, what does that got to do with, with, with the good that I've done? Well, how do you know about that, Karen? I don't know. I never told anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Charles Ramsey's humor signals that he is indifferent to the so-called respectability of the news or the police. Ultimately, the viral nature of his interview means that he is endearing. People like him. People like Sweet Brown and Antoine Dyson. Black people. How are we going to dismiss the fact that millions of black people love these folks because we think they are caricatures? Yes. Yeah. Like, people look, people love these people. Be mad about it if you want to, but it's not helping. People love them just like people love Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen has came out. He's on drugs. He's abusive. He don't take care of his mm-hmm. kids. Like, like this, this is not publicly hid information. And he ain't never saved no white women. No. So. And, and the thing is that people have a tendency not to, quote, unquote, come out and shame him, per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in no way emblematic of poverty or illiteracy that the author of the Slate article claims plagues the black community. Yeah, exactly right. That, that was a false equivalence of, like, well, he's obviously unaware. Uh, we have so many issues in the black community and this isn't helping. It's like, but he's not those issues. Mm-mm. Why are you, why do you have to turn him into the starving African child, uh, standing next to the chick from, uh, uh, family ties before we can go, Oh, oh, okay. So 
so now i can watch it because i feel sorry for him i have to feel sorry for him in order to watch this he has to be he has to have flies on his face no why can't shit just be funny just because it's just flat funny and well not just that why does he have to be a victim not just funny why why do i have to feel sympathy for him why does he have to be a victim for you to progress your narrative of how to view charles ramsey that's true that's true i agree he's not a fucking victim stop the end stop forcing your narrative on everything it doesn't work and this is why you lose me this is why you lose people this is why you have people that are like don't call me a fucking liberal don't call me a democrat i'm i'm an independent and i can't support all the shit y'all are because this is part of this shit and y'all don't want to talk about it i think that's true uh he works and owns a home he hangs out with his neighbors he makes a smart critique of 911 operators the problem with black academics is that the academy is an institution that is governed by whiteness in order to be respected you have to say that charles ramsey and the sweet browns of the world are not me to be honest it seems like that person has a problem with their own insecurity and internalized racism yeah yeah like that i think there's a huge constituency of the black community that is defined by what they are not. Yes, yes, and, yes. And instead of being like uh, taking pride in what they have accomplished. And what they are. It's more about uh, saying, I did not come from this. I am not that type of Negro. I'm this type of Negro. I, and that's why you need to respect me. Yes, and a lot of it goes back to being concerned about what other people think about you. You are an individual. Right. You just flat an individual. When somebody looks at you, they see somebody black, but you're still an individual and you fight so hard by saying, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not that, that a lot of times you, you lose who you are in the process of fighting who you are not. Yeah. And the value system of measurement that they're using is from people that are never going to respect your culture ever they're not going to respect your heritage unless you can frame it in the quote-unquote correct white lenses which is well i talk this way i dress that way i live in this area i own this type of home i have this type of job do you respect me yet you know what i mean that's that's kind of the feeling i get from a lot of these people that were promoting that article and stuff like that it was like stop just yeah. stop it's never you're never going to get it and if you have to jump through those hoops to get respect then you've already uh lost yourself along the way yes you have and my thing is that a lot of times when when, when you do that you you lose yourself you lose who you are a lot of times you lose character and all this stuff it's one of the things where just be happy being you whatever you are whatever color you are just be happy being that and my thing is that if you Live a life seeking your self-approval versus looking for other people to approve you. You will actually accomplish more. Yeah. Uh, or just get the approval of people that care about you. That's, That's all I ask. That's right. People that care about you yeah. and love you. Like because nobody, these the people that 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 a lot of these uh, academics are looking for to approve them don't give a fuck about you and never will. You know. So stop. You know, it's it's not productive. You're just breaking yourself down. It never will. And the funny part is that you will have white people around you that will support and care about you, but you don't care about those. You're going, uh, you you're trying to attract people that will their, their views and their perspectives and their uh, close mindedness about you and your race and your culture will never change, no matter what you do. So just live your life for you. Yeah, yeah. I you know. I agree. Anyway, I also think this relates to the Tyler, the creator Mountain Dew commercial. Dr. Boyce Watkins suggested Tyler, the creator made this racist commercial, quote unquote, by accidentally and not by accident and is not capable of irony. 
The hilarity of the commercial lies in the fact that this woman was attacked by a goat, and yet the lineup is made of black men, which is exactly the kind of shit that cops do, right? That's what I was saying was like, if I was going to look deep into that commercial, like, let's actually try to look at a deeper level. I don't think it's that deep, by the way. Mm-mm. I really think Tyler Creator thought a goat would be funny. And Name I, Felicia. Come on, dog. And I support the fuck out of that. I do, too. Because it's just a black dude being silly, and we need more of that. I support that 125% because we always get this from other cultures and everybody consider it is okay yeah. you don't get any emails you don't get the NAACP and all these other folks involved you don't get people talking about his races but for some reason uh when it comes to title the creator all of a sudden we got issues and all of a sudden with we talked about pepsico the thing about pepsico is this if you are pepsico and you want something that is abroad like this you shouldn't have got him you got him for that time frame, and I think for I guess for me, I understand. Well, no, I don't. That's I don't agree with that. I think the issue with Pepsi and all Mountain Dew, whatever, is that they have to start thinking bigger than TV. Yes, they do. Like they were thinking this fits in this time slot on this night, but the world is full of the internet now, and things go viral so often. Nothing is in a time slot anymore. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not this aired from 11.48 to 11.49 um, at night during Loiter Squad. It's now airing 24-7 on YouTube and 24-7 on blogs. So in that, so things will be taken out of context. And if you didn't realize that, and the reason I, I'm saying they didn't realize is because they took it down, uh, then that's your bad. Like, you should never be in a situation where you had to take a commercial down because you didn't think it would go viral. That's the fucking point of a commercial is to spread the word. Yes, and my thing is, like, where do they think they live? 1952, people going to see the commercials. Yeah, yeah. If it, You know, back in the day, you could just do that. You'd be like, our shit aired at this time, and there's no other way to see it. So you can't watch this commercial unless you down with Adult Swim and Lord Squad. Yeah. Which... Nobody that, by the way, nobody that watches Adult Swim or Lord Squad is complaining. Nope. And that demographic of people get the joke. And they loved it. And, 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 and not to go on a tangent, my point is this. Uh, p- people who watch Adult Swim, they have a bunch of other shit on there that if you looked at that in, in the context, you'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? And if people want to be outraged, which I don't care shit like that they need to be outraged about but yet they, they're they're mad about this which i don't understand well i'm just glad they don't watch loiter squad honestly i don't want to hear that shit me either um but uh the other thing too um uh, about it is let's say you look at the commercial deeper what you're what they're saying is the police were profiling because even though those really were just tyler's friends who were on the set he said as much mm-hmm. like i wasn't trying to look for black people that's my friends who were on the set and I just had them be in the lineup in costumes because it was funny, you know. But um, if you were looking at it even deeper, they're saying so a goat attacks someone and there's no fucking way that it's a black person to compare it to. And what do they do? They go out and find a bunch of black dudes to put in a lineup uh, along with the goat like uh, black men do this. You know, uh, this is a black crime and we're profiling. That actually is um, kind of deep because we talk about profiling yep. all the time, but people were so up in a uh, up in arms about whether or not it's misogynistic that a goat beat up a woman, a female goat, by the way, 
they were so caught up in that that they completely missed the idea of um the depth of the comedy there and you know that's that's the way like if if that was his if that would have been his point if that's what he would have said it was about um i'd really could support that even more now he just said he's just being silly so fuck it he being silly but on a deep level uh i thought the message of the commercial was actually poignant and and made a lot of sense so me too whether he meant to or not that's how i would look at it not it's racist because black people in the commercial and it's about a crime like okay um but yeah she says which is exactly the kind of shit that cops do i discussed this with my students uh most of them between 18 and 21 and of color and they thought the commercial was funny uh while offering commentary on the kind of profiling they experience every day Mm -hmm. because i'm not a young man of color i had to check my privilege and look at the commercial differently see dr Watkins, it's not that hard um sorry for the long email but i had to say something thanks for providing this academic with a lot of laughter and a chance to have real conversations about real things and to talk about porn and so ratchetness and porn sincerely shauna or shana or shauna i I, i'm trying to pronounce it right i don't know (laughs) i hope i I hope i did it justice ma'am um but uh yeah thanks guys for uh listening to the feedback show uh we had a good time um we gotta get out of here we got a lot of shit to do today but um We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m., and uh, the guest will be my mom for Mother's Day. Yeah. And that'll be her first time on the mic, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll pick up everything right. My mom has uh, some issues with her voice, and uh, we'll talk about that stuff tomorrow, too. We um, will. So we'll see you guys at 10 a.m. for Mother's Day. Uh, call your mom. All right, guys? Um, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you, too, baby. Mwah.